It's my pleasure to bring back my friend Ryan Aylesworth. He is the town manager in the town of Mansfield. Our program brought to you by the Fen River Grill. Town manager man, good morning. Happy June. We've had a lot of great weather lately. People in your Memorial Day parade must have really appreciated that cool sunny day. Absolutely. The the weather definitely cooperated in a, in a big way, and there was, uh, in addition to the sun, a nice breeze providing some relief, so uh, can't can't offer any complaints there. Um, but I uh, want to start off by just throwing out a big thank you to all the, the town personnel and the local volunteers who organized and participated in the parade and the ceremony. Uh, for my part, you know, it was an honor and a privilege to be part of the program Again, this year, um, you know, Memorial Day and the holiday weekend, it's great to, to gather with friends and family and, and socialize, but at its core, you know, it is, a, it is a somber occasion. We have an opportunity to pay our respects and honor the ultimate sacrifice made by so many members of our armed forces to, to help protect our basic freedoms, like, for instance, the freedom I have to be here this morning talking with you, Wayne. Well, and we're glad you're doing that as well. A lot of things going on in Mansfield in the month of June. In fact, the month kicked off last night with a really nice concert. The Patty Tewitt Band was playing right there in downtown stores. Yeah, no, uh, June is indeed a busy month uh, with events here in town. Uh, we organized a flag-raising ceremony uh, yesterday to mark the start of uh, Pride Month. And uh, we'll have our Celebrate Pride Festival that's taking place a week from today, so Friday the 9th. That's going to be happening in Betsy Patterson Square in the evening. Lots of fun programs and activities uh, on um, on the docket, all free for the public to enjoy. Uh, we have the uh, the Johnny Jackman Tour de Mansfield uh, tomorrow, uh, June 3rd, and so that's a great opportunity for people who are bicycle enthusiasts to get out and explore Mansfield by bike, check out our, our scenic road and, and villages, and there's a couple different uh, distance options depending on how ambitious people are, a 20-mile route and a 40-mile route. Um, but uh, since I get, didn't get a chance, uh, we ran out of time last month, Wayne. I didn't get a chance to say this. I, I want to make sure uh, front and center here to uh, encourage residents and anybody who's a, a fan of the Mansfield Public Library, whether they live in town or, or just drive through, uh, at some point over the next couple of weeks, I hope uh, folks will have a chance to stop by and, and wish their best to Leslie McDonough, our library director. Uh, she's retiring. You know, She's logged a very long and distinguished career in the library profession uh, spanning about 30 years and she's been with the town of Mansfield for about a decade. Um, she's incredibly talented, incredibly dedicated public service uh, servant. Um, you know, she demonstrates this on a daily basis. This past year has been truly a banner year for the library. So many so many enhancements uh, to the building, to the facility, to to our programs and so she's really she's really going out with a bang and so I just hope that uh, since Leslie's uh, a a big extrovert, and if she's listening, she's cringing to hear me say that, but no, in all seriousness, I hope people will stop by and, and, and visit with her and, and, and thank her for all the work that she's done and what she's meant for the, for the town of Mansfield. Sounds good. And you mentioned the John Jackman tour to Mansfield tomorrow morning. And I just want to just make a general comment about the fact that it seems to me that Mansfield in particular has been aggressive at trying to promote bicycle safety. By that, I mean the share of the road signs. A lot of towns have them, but I noticed, for example, Mansfield City Road just did a little bit of a, a repainting the double line down the middle, and they repainted the lines, it sure looked like to me, uh, with the the bike lanes and the signs that say share the road. And that's something that you've uh, really been aggressive on. Well, thank you for that, Wayne. And we definitely take pedestrian safety seriously. There's a 
There's a term in the business, a phrase called complete streets. This is the idea that when you design a road, you're trying to not just make it uh, an, an effective means of transportation for cars, but really, you know, multimodal means of transportation, and that, that includes pedestrians, it includes people on bicycles, and really all means of transportation. And so uh, we, like every community, certainly have uh, our work cut out for us. We have a, a lot of growth opportunity, but uh, we do take it seriously, and I appreciate you acknowledging uh, where we've made some progress. Ryan, last time we talked, you were headed to a town meeting to approve the budget. Did it all go well, and are you ready to roll into the next fiscal year and start some new initiatives? <laughs> we we are indeed, and uh, yes, bud- budget season uh, is kind of an all-consuming uh, process. Uh, it, it definitely soaks up a lot of time and energy, but for good reason. You want to make very wise, well-thought-out uh, appropriations and spending decisions. You are, after all, uh, you, you know, using the, the, the funds that are provided through taxpayer dollars. Uh, but after many months of careful planning and, and development uh, and then uh, deliberation by the town council uh, during the month of April, um, I am, in fact, very happy to, to share that we had a successful, <clears throat> excuse me, successful town meeting uh, at the middle school on May 9th. Um, it was an overwhelming vote in support of the proposed budget, which is, which is great to see such, an, uh, such a strong showing of support. Uh, you know, we worked diligently this year to prepare a budget and a, and a capital improvement plan that uh, maintains the quality of our, our current programs and services that that uh, advances the the priorities and the goals of our of our long range plan, the Mansfield Tomorrow Plan, um, a budget that ultimately promotes sustained economic growth. Uh, we we have some challenges this year. You know, we have uh, a level grand list uh, year over year, a grand list. Um, didn't really grow, and um, that will be changing in, in the future here as a lot of these large-scale development projects that are in various stages of either land, u- land use review or construction come online. But right now, very modest growth uh, year over year, and so we have to be wise about how we leverage state aid. But um, it's a good budget, and uh, it achieves a number of efficiencies, and it promotes transparency and accessibility uh, in local government and does so with uh, with a relatively modest increase in our in our mill rate, which is of course uh, what most people are often um, you know primarily focused on when they when they hear about the budget, they want to know what might be happening uh, with the mill rate. Um, but we'll continue to to plan for needed upgrades to our municipal facilities and our infrastructure as well. So definitely a successful town meeting. Um, as far as uh, the second part of your question about. Uh, kind of hitting the ground running here in the next few weeks uh, as we as we turn the corner into a new fiscal year. Uh, speaking of finance, we actually have a new director of finance, uh, Amanda Backus, uh, who's coming uh, coming to us next week. Um, the last six years or so, she's served as the director of finance and the town treasurer in Coventry. She's incredibly highly regarded uh, by her by her colleagues over there, and so we're excited, um, especially since she's a longtime resident and someone who has a a child that uh, attends Mansfield Public Schools. Uh, excited that you know, she's able to now work in the town that she's called home for so many years. Um, let's see, what else can I tell you about? Well, we're reopening um, a funding application process for nonprofits. Uh, this is money that we're making available in the form of one-time grants uh, through our American Rescue Plan allocation. So a, sec- a second round of opportunity for uh, local nonprofits to apply for for funding to benefit uh, the residents of Mansfield. We're <clears throat> we're working with local artists. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, local artists on. Uh, public art concepts, and hopefully we'll be able to move forward with some submissions uh, that that we're reviewing during the month of 
July. Uh, we continue to bridge the uh, the digital access divide with the hiring of a new staff person and uh, the procurement of a van to provide mobile support to those in our community who need assistance uh, accessing digital resources and and information. So uh, there's always more I can say. We have lots going on, and, and we hope we're, we're doing a, you know, a good service here for our community. Tell me more about that digital access gap. Specifically, what does that mean, and who would that apply to? I don't know why, but when you said that, it, it, I connected the dots, and it seemed to me that it might be directed more towards senior citizens who may not be as computer savvy as some of those youngins today. Yeah, I mean, you definitely uh, touch on a, a target population or an expected target population for for our mobile service van uh, when it comes to the uh, the digital access initiative that we're we're talking about here. Um, so, you know, places like uh, Juniper Hill and other places where you have uh, concentrations of, of seniors and seniors that may not currently have access to high speed internet or might not be that familiar with the with the resources that are available so that's definitely a target population but it's not just seniors you know we have uh, you know it's it, it's easy uh, for for many of us to kind of take for granted in this digital world that we live in this digital era that uh, everybody has you know equal access to to uh, high speed internet and, and and the information that's available and then of course the reality is uh, despite you know the leaps and bounds of of you know uh, evolution in, in our technology. A lot of people still don't have access to it in their own their own household, or they're not that familiar with its use. And so, uh, this is one way that we're we're doing our part to help help uh, remove that barrier. And Ryan, you talked about ARPA funding continuing to benefit the town of Mansfield. It seems to me like the American Rescue Plan Act money has been going on for like two years now, and that money is still reaping rewards. It is. Um, you know, we, we've adopted, uh, like many communities have, you know, a, um, uh, I guess you could say a measured approach, a very thoughtful and methodical, I'd like to think, about how we've, uh, we've invested those funds. But uh, municipalities have actually, until the end of 2026, to fully expend those monies. So we have uh, time, and uh, while we obviously want to mobilize resources to facilitate the sorts of things that uh, we're looking to accomplish and help help people uh, sooner rather than later. We also want to make sure, since this is one-time funds, you know, once-in-a-generation aid that we've received from the federal government, that we make sound, sound investments and we really leverage those funds in a, in a responsible way. You've talked a lot in previous programs here about the various master planning efforts. How's the progress on those going? Yeah, our uh, our Mansfield Tomorrow platform, uh, it's uh, unifying multiple planning efforts, as, as you just alluded to, in order to, um, to I guess I'd say, more effectively and efficiently, you know, realize the community's vision uh, for the future of Mansfield. Uh, we're currently engaged in three community planning and engagement projects. Uh, that, that includes a comprehensive municipal facilities needs assessment uh, that was initially initiated in the fall of 2021. We have an ongoing master planning process for uh, Mansfield Parks and Recreation, and that launched uh, right around the uh, the first of the year, maybe j- January, early February. Uh, and then we have uh, an upcoming initiative that we're basically just rolling out, and that's the Northwest Mansfield Vision and Strategy Plan. And uh, all these projects, so like I said, they're all they're all part of a broader framework, our Mansfield Tomorrow framework, which is uh, Mansfield Tomorrow, 
uh, I guess you might call it a, a brand of sorts, but it's basically what we use to to signal uh, our our long long term planning initiatives. Um, and so we're going to be providing additional information on all these projects I just mentioned on on a website that we set up specifically for this purpose. That's MansfieldTomorrow.com. Uh, we're actively building that website now. It is a work in progress, and there's going to be a lot more content coming to it here in the coming days. Um, and that information will sh- will share. Um, uh, additional insights into the multiple methods and then the channels of engagement that we're going to be using throughout the summer and the early fall months. Um, the, the, the methodology we're going to be using, uh, it's going to include traditional in-person meetings uh, as well as digital engagement opportunities. And I know the week of July 10th in particular, uh, that's going to be an important week. So we're going to be organizing a, a wide range of stakeholder meetings and community forums uh, during that time frame, specifically when it comes to the Parks and Rec Master Plan, as well as the Municipal Facilities Needs Assessment work. Uh, and again, so more more details are uh, going to be pushed out to the community in the near future so that folks can start circling dates in their calendars. Uh, but the key takeaway, <clears throat> the key takeaway I would, I would point to here is that it's just incredibly important to us as local officials that the, the values, the, the priorities and preferences of our our residents are, are well understood on all these topics, and we want to make sure that we're planning effectively for the future, and, and that way we can help inform our pursuit of uh, associated federal and state funding opportunities to help offset the cost of some of these initiatives. And we've talked a lot the last couple of months about the new Mansfield Elementary School. How are things going there? Are the students getting settled in? Yeah, and in, in some ways, despite the fact that, uh, as you know, as we've talked about uh, during you know prior prior appearances I made on your program, you know the, the project, uh, the final the, the final completion of the project, uh, it, it was delayed a few months. Um, so while the project took a little longer, you know, to, to wrap up, and we're still in fact you know wrapping it up, uh, despite the fact that the building is opening, it, it, it is in some ways still hard to believe that it's we're. we're coming up on two months that the, the kids have been in the building in this new uh, state-of-the-art net-zero school. Um, so two, two months or near two months has come and gone very quickly, but you know, we continue to be just thrilled with, with the, how the facility, this, this net-zero building, exemplifies our, our community's commitment to sustainability and in public education in particular. Um, now, there are still uh, minor components, as I, as I alluded to, minor components of the buildings, both interior and exterior and, and, the, and the larger site, uh, that are being uh, worked on. Uh, the final resolution of those, those items, uh, it's going to take uh, a few months. As, as certain, certain parts have definitely been challenging, uh, or certain um, components have been challenging to source out. Um, we've had material shortages that have affected just, a part every, just about every aspect of our economy, and this, this school project is no exception. Um, and we did experience, which is certainly of, of interest and relevance to, to our youngest members of our community, we did experience some unfortunate issues uh, with our playscapes at, at the new school. And so we had to close those down, <clears throat> close those down for a period of time uh, to ensure that we get things appropriately uh, reinstalled and reinspected. So we're working diligently to resolve those issues. Uh, there's been more progress this week, and hopefully those will be coming online here very, very soon. We can reopen the playscapes for the enjoyment of our students and, and our families uh, after hours. Um, but there's uh, there's a lot going on or still going on in terms of uh, community outreach and, and, and education on the on the building. Um, we've been we've been um, as I mentioned in pre- previous uh, appearances with you, um, we've we've been 
introducing members of the community to the to the facility for over a period of months, and uh, we actually have a uh, an official ribbon cutting ceremony uh, taking place a week from Saturday, so that's June 10th. It's going to be uh, noon to 3 p.m. Uh, a public reception and an open house, and it's going to provide any member of the, the public who hasn't yet had an opportunity to uh, to tour the school, uh, give them an opportunity to do. Just that, and we really do hope that anyone who hasn't seen the facility yet, uh, hasn't had a chance to walk the grounds or, or get inside the building, uh, comes out and sees see just exactly what we've built for for our, our current and, and future generations of our of our kids. It's it's uh, I think something we should all be enormously proud of. And uh, and on top of that, hey, there's going to be some live music and refreshments refreshments and community exhibits to enjoy on June 10th as well. So come one, come all. And when that school first opened, there was a lot of chatter about the the traffic patterns, especially at 195 and 89. Has that calmed down? Has that been addressed? I think uh, I, I can say that there's definitely been improvement. Um, you know, it's it's like anything. You know, when when something's new and and you know people are still kind of learning their own preferred routes and their own preferred exact arrival times and that sort of thing it just takes a little while for for those uh, those bugs to get ironed out but i i've seen you know tremendous improvement in, in addressing the issues that we saw in the first few days when it came when it comes to um the the line of parent uh, pickup uh, or student pickup um kind of queuing out into Warrenville Road uh that whole process is moving very efficiently now and and so i i think we've we've come a long way and we'll continue to as always uh you know look examine our our practices and the school district of course will be doing that and making sure that we we maximize efficiency and and of course put public safety you know first first and foremost Hey, one last off-the-cuff comment here. The other day I was driving up 195 by the mall, and I noticed the sign that says, Mansfield, Connecticut. wasn't just Mansfield. It was Mansfield, Connecticut. Is that a conscious marketing decision to say that we're the Mansfield in Connecticut? I just looked it up. There's 40 places called Mansfield in the USA. Well, we're Mansfield, Connecticut. Is, is that why that's added to that sign? <laughs> well, you're right. There are a lot of Mans- Mansfields out, out there. Um you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny that you you bring that up because I think uh, maybe another area of uh, perplexion for a lot of people is you know where is Mansfield in relation to stores? That's one that I, I get an awful lot. You know, friends and family members and others. You know, uh, stores has a lot seemingly a lot more name recognition than than Mansfield as a town, and so that's one of the things that you know certainly before my time, but it continues to this day from a, from a branding standpoint and outreach communication standpoint. We're working to you know honor and res- respect. Uh, the, the the village branding that exists and, and, and stores is kind of a subset of Mansfield, but uh, we're definitely trying to make sure that we, uh, through our wayfinding signage that we're doing and our gateway signage, um, make sure that we're communicating with a more consistent message. Uh, when you're in town uh, and, and, and the look and feel of things, there's more consistency from from place to place. So uh, thank, thanks for noticing that, Wayne, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you like what you see out there. See, I think the thing is that more people think about basketball with stores than they do for Mansfield. So maybe that's what it is. Hey, Ryan, always good catching up to you. Thanks for joining me today. Go Yankees. Who?
Yeah, you'll stay up and watch that game tonight, I know. All right, that's Ryan Aylesworth, the town manager in Mansfield. Our monthly program brought to you by the Fenton River Grill on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.